Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome once again to Las Vegas. I'm Stephen Maggi. This weekend, we're going to discuss a legend in the world of sports who spent a lot of time in Vegas covering boxing. Of course, we're talking about Howard Cosell, perhaps the most influential sportscaster ever, we're going to talk about Cosell with sports announcing expert David Halberstam, and we'll also discuss the future of sports announcing. It's going to surprise you. Looking for something really different for dinner? Why not try Jabritos, a hybrid of Japanese and Mexican cuisines? Vegas is famous for eclectic dining, and you're going to meet Chef Ken Aoki, who will share what you can expect at Jabritos on the Strip. Finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, will tell you all about an old-fashioned bar with a real vintage Vegas feel. The summer wind came blowing in across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair. All summer long we sang a song and strolled the golden sands to sweethearts and the summer. If you remember the 1960s, 70s, 80s, you'll remember the name Howard Cosell. He truly was one of the biggest figures in pop culture, and now he's largely forgotten, but we're going to talk to David Halberstam all about the great and interesting career of Howard Cosell. But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to David. He's a uh, former play-by-play announcer for St. John's and New York Radio play-by-play for the Miami Heat. He's the author of a great book called Sports on New York Radio, a play-by-play history. And if you've been back there and everybody that's in New York gets caught up in the sports world, that's a must-read. And also his blog, which is how I found him, Sports Announcers Report Card. A great blog. David, welcome to the show. Whatever gave you the idea of doing this blog, talking about sports announcing? Well, I'm uh, happy, first of all, to be here with you. I can tell you that uh, I've been thinking about it for many years. I've done a lot of reading uh, about sports media written by critics who I have great respect for, but fellows who really didn't have the on-air experience. That's number one. Uh, my background is one of being a jack-of-all-trades, but a master at none. Many years on air, uh, radio play-by-play, I, although I did make it to the NBA, but where I put the meals on my table, uh, really on the Seagulls and the management side, I ran the sports division at Westwood One and uh, worked in, in that side of the business, and I had written two books, one you just mentioned uh, on the history of broadcast sports and another one on selling sports sponsorships. So now that I uh, am scaling back, uh, I wanted to give back even more and create this blog slash website that focuses uh, purely on sports broadcasting, not so much the business side of it, but on the announcing side of it, and uh, profiling some of the great broadcasters through the years, memorializing them, and certainly in the case of Cosell, we're doing that. Um, or Billy Packer, whom I had the week before, uh, who was for so many years synonymous with uh, NCAA tournaments. And uh, it's a, a labor of love, but I've come to learn real quick that it's a lot of labor, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of my time. Well, you know, it's great because you not only talk about the national figures, but you also talk about how important some of these guys regionally were. And I mean, just as somebody who grew up in the Bay Area, I can't tell you how important a guy like Bill King was who did the Raiders and then later the A's, the Warriors. And he was just so good. And I realize a lot of my childhood memories come back from listening to those broadcasts. Holy Toledo! Yeah. was his famous line. Um, yeah, he was a, a great versatile broadcaster, King was. He did the Warriors and probably 
most connected with the Warriors, uh, but to the Oakland A's for years, and he was also uh, for all those great Raiders teams, the radio announcer for Oakland. So uh, he did it all. And in fact, he told me this, that in the early years of the Warriors, in the early 60s, once they moved from Philadelphia, he would do some games by recreation. Wow. <laughs> so when they went out on the road and made an eastern swing of the station, they not have wanted to invest the travel money that it would take to send King on the road. And he would have someone on a telephone at the other end uh, providing some information, and he would make up some play-by-play and uh, take little skeletal scraps of information and put some meat on it and go to work. And he was tremendous. Oh, he was. And, you know, there were other guys in that thing. I mean, Lon Simmons across the bay, but down in Los Angeles, Chick Hearn, people throughout the geographical spots. Are you finding that today's broadcasters are kind of more singular in voice, you know? Because these guys were all really kind of unique at the time. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, what I will say is that they're commoditized. You put a game on today, and there are very few who stand out, who are unique and have a distinct sound. There might be some you can count, uh, perhaps on one or two hands, a guy like Kevin Harlan, who's both liked uh, and hated by many, that many folks say he screams and others just love him. Uh, and, and there are those, again, who, who have a very um, unique sound and one that's immediately identifiable. But correct, today with all the streaming, with all the cable, with all the over-the-air television, one sounds like the next. And even someone like myself, a student of broadcasting, I put a game on and I can't tell you who the announcer is. So... Uh, correct. It's it's just what it is, and things are going to change. Uh, you see where ESPN today uh, often won't send announcers on the road and have them call the game from the studio. Um, and <laughs> wow, it, it won't be like the days of Bill King for sure. If you're young and are thinking about doing this for a living, I'd say spend a lot of time on this blog because I wish I had it when I was there. You know, it was funny because when I was in college radio, I used to announce with Pat Hughes, who's now the Cubs announcer, and who knew at the time, right? And I wish somebody could have helped me a little bit. I just knew I wasn't as good as he was. (laughs) Well, he is a very good broadcaster. I am one of the voters for the Ford Frick Award, and he was uh, nominated and on the ballot uh, he is a great broadcaster uh, who's done more than just baseball. I know he used to do, I'm going to say, Marquette basketball yep. in his days in, in Milwaukee. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, you know, he did he did everything like like I did in those days. You know, we, we broadcast everything. And uh, that's why I'm always impressed with it when you get somebody like a Bill King. I guess that's part of this too, right? If you're really into sports broadcasting – you get you get beyond just the one sport. You kind of get into the whole thing. And really, it's all about how, especially in radio, I guess, it's all about how you visualize this for people so they can kind of see it in their minds. Yeah, painting the word picture is, is critical. And today, unfortunately, other than baseball and perhaps football, but certainly with basketball and hockey, audiences are diminishing. Uh, sponsor demand is decreasing. And quite frankly, I'm not all that optimistic that games on radio will continue uh, in the fashion that uh, they have been produced to this to this point. And the reason I say this is when you talk to some of the NBA radio announcers, they will tell you that oftentimes they are put on the very top row where they can literally touch the roof, and they're expected to paint the word picture from there when it's impossible to see. So uh, that's an issue, and the reason they're put there is because the seats downstairs are being sold at a premium for lots of money, and teams just can't justify putting the radio announcers and recently even some TV announcers down on the floor. So uh, things are changing, and things continue to evolve, and uh, with ESPN introducing the technology where announcers can sit in a studio and have access to a number of monitors, instantaneous data, communication by phone when necessary with the arena. This is something, even though announcers will probably want to stone me, 
for <laughs> even making the suggestion. But instead of sitting all the way upstairs where you can't see something and have to travel to that venue, I'd rather sit in the studio and get a better view. Now, most announcers will not agree with me, but it's coming. Back with more from David Halberstam, author of Sports on New York Radio. He's also a sports announcing expert. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi on the BizTalk Radio Network. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TEN therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs) Yeah. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history, and if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country. But it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to David Halberstam, the author of the great blog, Sports Announcer Report Card. You know, that's fascinating, and it kind of fits along with some of the things we're seeing where it's all about being there as a game experience. Because quite frankly, especially a sport like football or hockey, you know, it can be better to watch on television simply because you won't miss anything, you know, and, and, and that just kind of goes right along with that. Yeah, it's a problem for that matter for many of the teams. I was watching some of the early rounds of the tournament, and many of those seats were empty. You watch NFL games, and many of the seats are empty. You at home, you can watch any game you'd like. You can have access to numbers if you're a fantasy player. You can see how your favorite uh, players are doing. So uh, that's a challenge. And, and that's why many of these teams, not to digress, they've got huge staffs doing nothing but selling tickets. There's little demand. You've got to go out and create demand by cold calling and coming up with all sorts of packages that might be attractive yeah. to get people and and people in seats well here in las vegas with the golden knights who have been a huge success it's fascinating we've talked to them and they have a vice president of entertainment and the whole idea is how do you make the game a happening because it's not just for the 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 old days of going to an nhl game and your team that's part of it but it's certainly not the whole thing it's it's got to be an event it has to be uh, and it's tough to uh, adjust and accept that uh, in my years doing the NBA, the league was just changing. But when I grew up, you'd go to the game and the PA man didn't scream and shout and uh, hurt your ears. He called a foul uh, and he did it uh, melodiously and he did it uh, in dulcet form so it didn't kill your ears. And uh, today you go to a game and the music is just thunderous and yeah. deafening. Uh, as you say, the experience is different, but perhaps... Uh, it might uh, satisfy the younger crop of people who go to games, and that's what they want to see. Uh, so it becomes more than just the game. It becomes, as you say, an event. Well, maybe that's why Las Vegas here, where we're finally getting professional sports, it's not just the population's bigger. It's because now, too, that they can match the entertainment <laughs> of, of any place yeah. in the league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um it's uh, it's going to be interesting in Vegas what will occur uh, when uh, the Raiders get there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll be interesting, too. I enjoyed doing the Cosell piece. Uh, uh, Cosell was an interesting man, and anyone I reached out to, and it had to be someone of age, and frankly, anyone 60-ish or above, to be right. frank, because Cosell's height of popularity or visibility Really, in the 60s and 70s, by the 80s, he became a little bitter and critical, and by the mid-80s, he wasn't as prominent. So uh, guys like Wolf Blitzer and uh, Bob Costas and Marv Albert, Dick Stockton, and the agent David Falk and the former CBS sports president, Neil Pilsen, um, guys who are of age, they were so willing to talk about him, whether they loved him or hated him, but they had an opinion because he was unquestionably network sports first personality. Right. And he did it daringly. Um, for one thing, uh, he took the side of Muhammad Ali in a time when the country was very divided, perhaps even more divided than it is today. You had a Vietnam war raging. The younger people were all against it. Some of the older people and the veterans of World War II at the time were staunchly for it and trying to wipe out communism, or at least not communism, uh, see communism advance in Asia. So uh, they were all for the war, and you had a lot of street brawls. And here was a guy like Cosell uh, taking the side of a gentleman who was first called Cassius Clay and then changed his name to Muhammad Ali. And he defended him and said, look, he's got the right to change his name. And he's got the right uh, from uh, religious beliefs not to um, be drafted into the military. Um, and people dislike Cosell for just that reason. But the two of them both grew almost in lockstep because they were always together, and 
people either hated them or loved them, but he, uh, Cosell, was the most recognized figure at the time of any sports personality. And he would also criticize athletes, which was something that wasn't done until Howard Cosell uh, came to the fore. For instance, uh, one of my early recollections, I'm 66, uh, it was in 1962 when the Mets went into business, and he did the pre- and post-game shows, and it, it, those shows were a must-listen. You had to listen to them because Cosell would say things that no other pre-post announcer would do. For instance, one day, I remember this, he took a shot at the Mets' first-year manager, Casey Stengel, who at the time was 70, and he accused, Cosell did, uh, Casey Stengel of falling asleep on the bench of the dugout. He just never did that before. So he did that, and then, of course, in 1970, when Monday Night Football went on the air, Rune Arledge picked him um, to anchor uh, coverage. And to what we were talking about before, it became more than just sports. It transcended sports and became uh, an entertainment show, uh, Monday Night Football did. So um, Cosell was a part of that. He'll be remembered for Monday Night Football. He'll be remembered for boxing. And he'll be remembered uh, almost as a journalist. Wolf Blitzer, who commented uh, for my stories, said he uh, inspired many journalists, Cosell did, uh, to go into journalism. You know, it's absolutely true. And I remember the one thing that was amazing to me was he would sit there and say that he didn't think athletes made the best broadcasters. And mind you, he's working with Frank Gifford and Don Meredith, two guys who played in the NFL. And I always thought he, he, he had a point in the sense that it almost seemed like you had to have been in the game. That didn't necessarily make you a journalist, like you say. Yeah, yeah, no question. And he would taunt and instigate Gifford, uh, and he would go back and forth, as you know, with Meredith. Um, the first year Monday Night Football went on the air, Keith Jackson did the games, yeah. and Arledge then moved um, moved him out and put Gifford in, and Cosell was upset about it. He wanted uh, Jackson to stay on, but he also knew that he wasn't going to wage a battle there and risk his own position, um, but he, he would take sides. Uh, there, there's no question about that. Uh, he also had such a great command of the language. That any broadcaster would want to pick up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and if you read my stories at sportsannouncersreportcard.com, you'll see uh, exactly what I'm talking about. And, and uh, you know, one of the things he might say, this loss does not dull the luster of the Oakland Raiders or having a terrific year. He always had the right phrase. The yeah. only fellow I can compare to him, well, maybe two, but number one would be Costas. And what I mean by that, from a command of the language standpoint, he is never at a loss, Bob is not, or groping for the right word. He's right. brilliant, encyclopedic. Another guy, and this may surprise you, and you may not agree, but someone not as much with the rich vocabulary, but a character who can do play-by-play and at the same time can give you an opinion a bit of an acquired taste, and I believe he's in Vegas today, is Brent Musburger. Yeah, yeah. More with David Halberstam, longtime sports announcer, in just a moment. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, aired nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TENS therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. Free. 
The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms. 70 lanes of bowling. An 18-screen movie theater. 8,000-seat arena. Fabulous dining. Virtual reality. A giant race and sports book. And the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Two blocks west of the Strip. Minutes from the airport. With rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show. But Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? <laughs> that is the case. <laughs> yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. If you are interested in watching or listening to sports, you need to check out the blog Sports Announcer Report Card. We're talking to the man behind that blog, David Halberstam. Wow. Okay, that that's, does surprise me, but I think Musburger is a little underappreciated. Yeah, he was one of the first play-by-play guys. You look at him in 2010, I believe it was. I was asked by YahooSports.com, which has tremendous circulation, to uh, come up with a list of the top 50 all-time network sports announcers. I had Cosell 1, John Madden 2, because yeah. he changed the face of how color is presented doing a football game. And number three, I had Brent Musburger ahead of Al Michaels. Because Musburger did play-by-play, yeah. uh, was a studio analyst, uh, or shall I say a host with... Um, today's NFL or the NFL today and all those years on CBS and what I really was uh, totally impressed by as far as Musburger is concerned is the fact that in 1990 he was dumped by CBS and it made the front page of many tabloids around the country and the way he popped himself up off the mat 
and became a star again, first at ABC and later with ESPN. So I've got a great deal of respect for a guy uh, like Absolutely. Grant Musburger. Well, you know that old CBS Today show, too? At the time, that was a different type of pregame show. I mean, with uh, Jimmy the Greek, Phyllis George. That was an important part. I mean, you look at it now, it doesn't seem like much. But back then, it was a pretty big deal, as I recall. Yes, it was. Um, Phyllis George, I believe, was an old um, Miss America winner. And um, she married into uh, the family, I believe, um, at one point, uh, one of the family members, perhaps her husband, was the governor of Kentucky. Right. Uh, yeah, you had uh, Irv Cross on that show as well. So right. lots of people who uh, made it through the studio. But Neil Pilsen, who was running CBS Sports at the time, told me that there was only one person in the history of broadcast sports who people would watch the event because he was doing it, and that was Howard Cosell. So, yeah. You know, one last thing about Cosell, as we talk about it, one last thing. People do not remember what Monday Night Football was. It's not, you know, I thought Gruden did a pretty good job there, and stuff, but it was must-see TV, and it was for people that didn't necessarily like football. I mean, that brought a lot of different people in. I mean, Rune Arledge's thing, and you got to give Cosell as much of the credit as anybody. Yeah, no question. Uh, he deserves it. Uh, and the reason was back then, network television uh, pretty much controlled 90% of television audience in prime time. Today, you've got so many cable channels. You've got local channels. You've got smartphones. Um, you've got uh, pay-per-view. You've got Netflix. You've got so many other distractions that the landscape, landscape is fragmented. Uh, back then, you had the three networks, and Warner Wolf made this uh, point to me that... Uh, even if someone came about today with the talent and the outspokenness of a Howard Cosell, they'd have to compete with so many other figures. So it's right. very hard for someone today to emerge uh, with the visibility of a guy like, like Howard Cosell, no question. And one thing you mentioned in the article, and it brought back memories for me, because I remember covering the Raiders back in that time, watching Cosell do the halftime highlights, and you describe it perfectly. He just sits there with no notes or anything, and he's announcing it as it goes on. And he was he, one take. The guy was incredible. Yeah, he was brilliant. There's no question. He was brilliant. He graduated Phi Beta Kappa. He was a tremendous lawyer. He was a brilliant man. Um, so is Bob Costas. Um, there are a lot of announcers today, and I think, I'm not sure Musburger is that level of IQ, but he's, he's up there, too. Yeah. And not many today. There's one other guy I would say you might not agree or some will argue with me, but I think in the 1980s that Dick Vitale should be given a lot of credit for promoting college basketball. Um, he had the platform with ESPN, which at the time needed college ball because it didn't have baseball yet. It didn't have football. So college basketball was, was their main platform and took center stage. And you had a guy like Dick Vitale who had a style and was colorful and lively and effervescent. And uh, I'm doing a profile on him uh, later this week. So he's a guy who... Uh, deserves a lot of credit for building ESPN in the 1980s. Uh, no question of that, as Cosell did with Monday Night Football for ABC in the 70s. Thanks. Oh, and David, if people want to get the book, I guess they can go to Amazon? Yeah, they can, and, and get that's a book that was published a long time ago. Um, but I believe Sports and, um, Sports and New York Radio play-by-play -play history is still available uh, on, on Amazon, yes. We'll look forward. Thanks, David. Really enjoyed chatting with you today. Good luck to you. Coming up next, you'll meet Chef Ken Aoki of Jabritos, which brings to Vegas an intriguing combination of sushi and burritos. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi on the BizTalk Radio Network. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. 
I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach? Am I a career coach? Am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TEN therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. (laughs) Yeah. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living, then has my mom. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. (laughs) Bet he can't say that in reverse. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. With all this talk about watching and listening to sports, you're probably starting to get a bit hungry. If you're a visitor to Las Vegas and you particularly know the behind-the-scenes places to go and eat, you've heard about Jabberitos. It's a great place, really popular around the insiders in town. Now they're going to hit the strip, and this is really exciting. They're opening up a new location at the Link Promenade in December of 2016. And with us is the owner, Ken Aoki. Got to be exciting for you to hit the strip, right? This takes it to a whole nother level. Yes, definitely. Um, we've had... We've had a lot of success with the people here in Las Vegas, but um, I'm excited to uh, see, you know, the different 40, how the 40 million tourists that come to Las Vegas kind of, uh, you know, how how they'll enjoy it. Oh, I think they're going to love it. And it's such an interesting, you know, it, it strikes me as one of those things like, you know, the, when people think of Vegas, they think of things new and exciting. And this is really kind of a, a combination of a, a couple of cuisines, you know. Uh, talk about, first of all, what are sushi burritos? Because I think it's really exciting. And what gave you the idea? What made these things come to light? Uh, well, sushi burritos, you know, there's a lot of definitions. But for our definition, it's basically a combination of Japanese food and Mexican food. So, um, a lot of the flavors from um, Japanese food, you know, meld really well with Mexican flavors. So 
basically we take a lot of um, different items such as, you know, um, you know, fresh sushi items and combine them in a rice wrap and then finish them off with different kinds of uh, Mexican types of seasonings and such. Yeah, and people are excited about it. I know some folks that are regulars down there that just can't, you know, can't go a week without stopping at Jay Burritos. <laughs> and one of the things they say is uh, you guys are very open to letting people create their own recipes. So you'll work with folks on that. Yeah, absolutely. So out, we have a counter that basically, you know, our, our menu, we have some, you know, chef specialties that have some, you know, pre-designed roles. But basically, you can walk through just kind of like a Chipotle or a Subway and basically pick out your own items. So if you're in the mood today for a certain kind of um, sushi or if you're, you know, we have items, even cooked items, such as chicken or steak, that you can combine with different sushi items, um, you know, you can create your own. And that, that we try to give the option of... Um, However you would like it, that gives you a, a ton of different possibilities. Do you ever have to say to somebody, you know, you might not like these together, or is it just a natural fit, you know? You know, I, the biggest thing for me is, you know, some people have unique tastes, and um, people give me ideas all the time, something that I would have never thought about, you know, maybe a combination of steak and ahi tuna. At first, I wasn't, you know, I, I couldn't really imagine it, but once I tried it, hey, I was, I was a fan. So I, I, I let people give me ideas, and I try to give them ideas, and it all somehow works. And it's kind of cool, too, because they can take some of their friends that maybe, oh, my God, I'd never eat sushi. There's still stuff they can eat there. I, absolutely. You know, we have, the best thing about our restaurant is that you can bring the whole office, you know, because everybody at the office has the one friend that can't eat that certain type of cuisine. But um, we cater to everybody. We have um, everything from chicken, steak, cooked salmon, cooked albacore, raw yellowtail, ahi tuna, and even uh, vegan vegan beef. So we can you can even bring your vegan friends that uh, can't have any animal products. And so we have everything across the board. Wow, vegan beef. Okay, that that truly is everything, Ken. Well, you know, your restaurant is, is really exciting. I know people are, like I say, really fired up about having it in downtown. You're, I should say we're on the Strip. And being on the Strip, does that present certain uh, changes you have to make or anything? Or is it something where you know it works and now it's just a matter of reaching out to tourists that may not have – you know, the advantage of hearing the word-of-mouth thing that everybody hears in Vegas that lives there. Right. Well, the one on the Strip, we're going to scale down a little bit. We're going to focus more on our chef specialty items um, just because we don't want people to get overwhelmed with all the options, you know, which a lot of people tend to do. Um, and then we're also going to have an alcohol component. We're going to have some uh, Japanese and uh, Mexican-style infusions, such as the sake sangria. Oh, you know, man. and Japanese, yeah, Japanese and Mexican beers, and uh, we're we're gonna focus on a couple of dessert options, like uh, you know, um, some maybe like a, a Japanese, like Japanese uh, Mexican infused churro. So, do do you have to do you find yourself um, can having to go to people when they come in, and maybe they're looking at you like this isn't gonna work, or I think this is weird. Have you had to talk any folks, anybody into this? You know, or and then they try it and love it. Yes. Well, basically, a lot of people come in a little confused, a little, you know, a little weary of the concept. But when they walk up to the counter and see what's going on, they automatically get interested. And then once they taste it, they get it. And usually they uh, they come right back after that. So I think the fact that they come right back, they uh, they're they're really enjoying it once they give it a shot. So. Well, you know, the other thing that you've made a commitment to in your mission statement is to really do all this in an environmentally responsible manner. And, it, and that's more than just saying, okay, we'll recycle and so forth. Talk a little about some of the things you've done to, to really fit into that commitment. Yeah, you know, that for me, you know, sustainability and, you know, caring about the environment is really important for me. Um, we... Not only do we recycle, but, you know, everything in our store, we, we try to have some sort of, you know, environmental commitment to, such as uh, the packaging for all of our store either is recyclable or at one time was recycled. Um, you know, we use plant-based fibers for the paper products that we use. You know, so we're not chopping down a bunch of trees. Um, a lot of our uh, tables, we use either recycled wood or bamboo tables. Um, our chairs are recycled steel. 
And, uh, you know, whenever we can, we try to use sustainable uh, seafood products. So, you know, uh, the, a lot of our products come from the ocean. So we, we really care about, you know, what we take out of it. And also, you know, part of our proceeds goes towards cleaning the oceans because, you know, we want to also, whatever we take out, we also want to keep out, you know. So we want to keep out all the trash. We want to keep out, you know, look at ma- having our oceans stay beautiful. Yeah, and that means a lot to people. You know, it's not just a matter of putting up a flag that says I'm environmental. You know, I can, I'm concerned about our uh, our world, but actually doing something about it. And it's really a great example to uh, other vendors and so forth throughout uh, not only Las Vegas but around the world that there is a way of doing this. And obviously you can make that work and still be successful. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, there, there's, there has to be some sort of responsibility there of, not just trying to make money, but also, you know, doing something good on top of, you know, running, running a successful business, I guess. Well, people are excited to come down to Chiburito. And the nice thing about that, too, is I I know in addition to all this great environmental concern and so forth, you also are worried about people's diets in the sense that you'll work with whatever they're whatever they're doing. If it's low carb, you know, which I do from time to time, if they're vegan, you got something for everybody. Uh, Is that something about really owning a um, 21st century restaurant these days? Yeah, you know, I've been in the food and beverage industry for a good decade now, and when um, when you deal with everybody's different dietary restrictions, you know, I try to be as, as sympathetic as possible to it. And you know, the last thing you want is somebody coming to your restaurant that can't have anything. So we try to be really respectful to that. So when people do come, we we really do um, give people an option of gluten free items, uh, you know, low carb, you know, protein based diets. You know, we know a lot of people are on different diets these days, so we, we, we try to accommodate as much as possible to that. And, of course, you accommodate people that want to have great food. Ken, let's tell them where they can find it, when exactly you're going to be open, and do you have anything special for your grand opening? Uh, absolutely. We are currently, we're right now at 6090 South Rainbow Boulevard um, in Las Vegas. We're going to be opening at the Link uh, Promenade in on the Strip. And for the opening, we're going to be doing a grand opening, uh, you know, having maybe a, a little bit of specials for uh, all the people that join us on our grand opening day. Well, we'll we'll be there, and we'll be excited about it, and people will we'll let them know as soon as we have that day down. We'll let them know so they can go down and enjoy that as well. Hey, Ken, thanks so much. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much. Up next, another visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. I'm excited to welcome a new sponsor to Vegas Never Sleeps, the wonderful Orleans Hotel, conveniently located near the Strip, airport, and right next to the new home of the Las Vegas Raiders. You can get it all, great lodging, great food and entertainment at the Orleans Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, aired nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs) Yeah. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TEN therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. 
With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. It's time once again for a visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. So I'm driving down one of these streets, and I happen to see the Mint Tavern. And it looked a little out of place. Is that the same place that used to be downtown, or are they copying it? What's going on there? Well, the, this Mint uh, Lounge is a cocktail bar. It's kind of like, looks like a local bar inside. But it was inspired by the Mint uh, Casino that was in downtown Las Vegas. It was eventually absorbed into Binion's. So that brand went away, but that sign was really distinctive. So the owners of this new lounge, it's right next to the Lucky Dragon. It's on Sahara Boulevard. Uh, you can't miss it driving by because this big kind of kind of uh, curvy front, very sexy in in terms of uh, Las Vegas casino sign design. From what I hear, it was Betty Willis, the woman who designed the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. This was her work as well. Uh, I Don't hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And uh, the Mint, I mean, she designed it for the Mint, not for this lounge, but uh, very kind of... Uh, unassuming place inside, but very distinctive exterior and well worth a stop. For me, it was very retro look and very nice homage to this classic downtown casino. I'm excited to welcome a new sponsor to Vegas Never Sleeps, the wonderful Orleans Hotel, conveniently located near the Strip, airport, and right next to the new home of the Las Vegas Raiders. You can get it all. Great lodging, great food and entertainment at the Orleans Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Well, that's it for today's show. Next weekend, the legendary comedian Tom Dreesen, the man who opened for Frank Sinatra, joins us. This is Steve Maggi. Thanks for listening. And remember, Vegas never sleeps. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas.